Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi and welcome back to Love Sober the podcast. It's episode 47 and um, today we've, we're doing this slightly differently and it will probably feel a bit awkward because <laughs> we usually, we're used to talking to each other when we're in different countries and actually we're now sitting next to each other. <laughs> I know. So that's a bit strange. It is. Um, so yeah, but it's really nice. So I've come over to see Mandy. Mandy in France and um, so we are very pleased actually to be sitting next to each other and talking Um, and today we're going to be looking at something that's kind of I think we started thinking about it on another level when we were talking to Clemmie last week um, (coughs) about you know honest parenting and motherhood and it's a subject of overwhelm and I know it's something that is sort of it crosses over to you know the mum territory and also the is really big in terms of uh, the sober journey and sort of women's experience on sober forums so we thought we'd have a little look at overwhelm what it is what it means to us how we cope with it um bring some coaching tools to it yeah and just sort of basically have a good look at it so hi mandy hello <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm ill. <laughs> yeah, I do apologise. Um, this is the, the banes of being a working mother. <laughs> I'm a bit ill. Um, but other than that, I'm sorry I brought, you know, give you my germs. Come visit and <laughs> make you sick. Um, but I am good. How are you, Kate? I haven't seen you for ages. <laughs> well, I'm feeling much less overwhelmed because I've been as you know, sitting and watching Queer Eye for a couple of hours instead of doing any work. Um, so, yeah, I know I'm I'm good and it's really nice to... I mean, one of the reasons why I'm here is the sort of overwhelm and kind of burnout I was feeling. And my lovely husband has, um, you know, just said he would hold the fort and, you know, I could come and work with you. And and also to have a break after the summer mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, just ha- have a break. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. So let's start by this topic. I think um, it's becoming more and more clear to us that this is absolutely key at kind of bossing your sobriety is getting a, a hold on overwhelm. Um, and it's kind of the modern day person's issue. I mean, there's so much burnout going on in all sort of sectors of business and and life. Certainly something I know personally as having burnout um, in my job, you know, a few years ago. Um, So, yeah, we wanted to tackle overwhelm. What is it? And um, so, you know, how do you define it, Kate? Overwhelm. Well... For me, I think that, you know, I've talked quite a lot recently about modern life being really, really busy um, and that sort of juggle of different tasks and different roles as a mum, the sort of pace of things and also the kind of busyness, the noise of things. And I I can't remember, I think it was when you did some, some coaching with me around what, what, 
people you know who who I work with and who I see myself working with and I and one of the questions was what do you see around you what do you see in your community around you and I said I see people feeling confused feeling overwhelmed feeling too busy and not having space to just stop and reflect and make and not and just getting interrupted all the time <laughs> That's my that's that's my long suffering husband phoning. <laughs> Probably with something to do with the children. Um, but yeah, so that that kind of like busy, 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 and not having having any space, and then sort of going. It, it, it's almost like getting knocked off balance, like literally losing your orbit, and then and yeah. So it's like if you're a planet orbiting the sun, and you go into overwhelm, suddenly you're like literally flung out into outer space, and you can't orientate yourself or get back to your true gravitational center or something yeah yeah I mean um essentially I think most of us feel overwhelmed most of the time it's just like having too many things to do on the list and not knowing how to start and where to end and um and being pulled in in lots of different directions and um I mean when you referred to sort of us talking to Clemmie last week Essentially, you know, it's this a big part of it for I think for modern day parents. We'll talk about mums because that's what we are. But is um, this kind of pressure to be perfect um, and having you know wanting to be good at everything and not having the support in place or not having the the tools to to be able to manage that. Um, and then getting overwhelmed and you know why is that important in sort of sober context is that you know overwhelmed feeling is one of the main reasons why women drink um you know it's that shut off at the end of the day to be like I can't believe I managed to get through today or I hate myself because I shouted at the kids because I was too tired or you know um and obviously the extreme of that is you know what they call burnout now which would be called a kind of um a nervous breakdown I suppose mm. in, the, in the good old days um you know and I remember when I first sort of arrived uh, in therapy uh the first person I ever met she said okay you know I want you to take two hours for yourself a week that was you know her primary task for me to get myself back in balance and I laughed in her face Mm. I just was like that's not possible Mm. but it was possible but I had no tools to be able to make that time and I felt that if I took any time for myself I was a bad mum and so I was trying to be you know uh, a good career woman and to you know take take down the patriarchy um I was trying to you know be um still young and and attractive and um and social and I was trying to be a good mum um and so yeah that was really sort of low down on my priority list was sort of looking after me and self-care essentially yeah um and what's quite interesting is that this is I found a (coughs) excuse me, um, I found an article uh, from a psychology um, uh, paper the other day and they were actually sort of researching um, burnout in, in mums and the relation to 
uh, how women are achieving in the working world and and the causal effect of perfectionism and not women wanting to be perfect themselves but the the sort of general concepts that we're given the outside pressures that you know women as mothers should put their kids before themselves essentially uh, and that is you know it's being proven it's being led to what they call parental burnout and in this study if i just find it uh it says parental burnout refers to the emotional exhaustion of parents, emotional distancing from their children and reduced feelings of parental accomplishment and efficacy. It has severe consequences for parents themselves, increasing escape and suicidal ideation, sleep problems and addictions. And when I read that, I was just like, OK, so this is actually a thing. Mm. Um, and certainly um, within cognitive behavioural therapy, a lot of what I learned was you know, managing and strategizing my time to yeah. not be overwhelmed. So I didn't, you know, dive in headfirst into a bottle of wine at the end of the day. Mm. What about you? What are your experiences of overwhelm and of sobriety? Overwhelm. Um, <coughs> I mean, I think that, you know, historically, it, it's almost become a bit of a joke, just kind of how angry I am at the end of every summer holiday the period of school closure um and that is that I've <laughs> just that trying to work and yeah. and do childcare. I think there's a few things I think that there's that I I've noticed recently that I I you know when I'm making a cup of tea I'll be doing that classic multitasking when I'm making a cup of tea the first thing I do in the morning and I've actually changed this so that I've told you, haven't I? The first thing I do when I get out of bed is I go and lie on the floor. Mm. <laughs> and that's sort of like being just a bit yoga and like stretching out my back. But I go downstairs and I make a cup of tea. And then while the kettle's boiling, I'm clearing the dishwasher and clearing because I can't stand all the crap around me. And then I do the school run and then I come back and I have to clean up the kitchen again and it's before I start my proper work and I don't see all of those tasks as real work I often almost disengage when I'm doing them and so it's almost like I'm not really having a realistic almost mindful experience of all the stuff that I am doing so I don't realize I'm doing half of it and I'm racing to get to what I consider to be my real job, which would be making any kind of money. And, yeah, so it, it's that kind of not quite realising how much I've got on my plate often and being unrealistic and trying to do it all. So there's that. And then there's that definitely, because what happens is, you know, and I really recognise what you said in that thing because... Like the classic is that when we've got visitors or when the in-laws are coming round and nobody else has cleaned up the house or, or the level, the kind of standards that my husband think is all right, I'm just like, that's just so going to be embarrassing and I'm going to feel shameful because they're going to think I can't look after the house properly and I've got no standards and why isn't my daughter's hair brushed and why haven't you seen that? And it is that, what you called, what is it, the gatekeeping, maternal yeah. gatekeeping that I'm doing. Um, yeah, sort of, and, and I hadn't really questioned that. Yeah, I mean, essentially uh, the, this study is saying that 
um, you know, Western societies, I'll read it out, Western societies prescribe motherhood as a central life goal through which one achieves womanhood. Um, and the dominant discourse of intensive mothering norms, so, you know, the dominant language that we hear everywhere, prescribes mothers to be the main one responsible for taking care of the children and to be fully devoted to this task, putting the children's needs above uh, before their own. Mm. And what it goes on to say is that what happens is because of this external pressure that we we feel, not only do we feel pressure that we should be mums, and it goes on to talk about women that aren't mums and the shame and the, and the questions around them, are they really a woman, which we've definitely had friends with, you know, who have decided not to have kids and had that sort of feeling mm. that, you know, they're not, they've done something Yeah, and people feel that you can, you know, you have a right to question <coughs> yeah. that, you know, we've talked about that, haven't we? Yeah, so. and so so what happens is what's called maternal gatekeeping, um, which means that uh, women go into kind of overdrive to control the situation. Mm. Um, not only do women have their own high standards, but social but also, this is what's written, but also socially prescribed standards of mothering, i.e. pressure to be a perfect mother, will trigger maternal gatekeeping behaviours in women, as they may feel they will be the ones judged for the quality of childcare in their family, <clears throat> and aim to avoid social devaluation and protect their mother identity. So essentially, you know, women are, mothers are worried about being dejected yeah or re rejected from society mm. if they don't, you know, put up the front. Yeah. And so then what's happening is we're putting up the front, you know, to the school gates and mm. etc. cetera. Um, and feeding and perpetuating yeah. this kind of facade to other yeah. mums who are feeling as shit like, as we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And how, how many, you know, women have comment on your parenting mm. or like oh shouldn't you have a hat on or uh, it's a bit gosh it's a bit cold for shorts isn't it mm. you know like and we don't you know it's very sort of but you know, <laughs> what I found interesting about that is the kind of I felt like when I was hearing that that I was reading a paper about the 1950s <laughs> so like and surely we've moved on. But that's quite a recent study that says actually we haven't moved on in those... November 2018. So. Okay, so actually we haven't shifted, <coughs> even in maybe some, in theoretically, and if we're educated around it, um, we might think that those have shifted, and I will challenge those. But actually they haven't really shifted. And not only that, but because we are now working professional people who have to cope with the workplace as well the fact that those kind of archetypes and expectations haven't shifted means like double like it's a double whammy massive yeah pressure like massive massive and I really really feel like that because I've said to my husband sometimes it's like I don't quite know how to understand it but I I perceive my children as mine like more than his <laughs> but they're his as much as mine but I'm like I don't it, it's like there's a kind of drive in me that I, I almost feel like they're just my children, mm. <laughs> which, again, is that sort of obviously I'm doing quite a lot of maternal gatekeeping, which maybe I don't need to be doing. Yeah, for I, sure. I need, to, I need to address that, really. <laughs> mm. And what it, what it goes on to say, because the paper is a dual paper, it's about um, 
parental burnout, which mm. is one side effect. And the other side effect of this is that women aren't achieving in the career pace because they have that pressure to be perfect. Mm. They realise that they can't do everything, which is kind yeah. of like what happened to me. It was like, well, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm failing at everything. You know, I'm not as good in my career and I'm not as good as a parent or whatever. And so... Yeah. Jack of all trades. And so, yeah, in of terms thing. of financially, mm. you know, there was no... my even though I had a, a good job, you know, um, an educated job, mm. there was no way that it made sense for my husband to step back yeah. and for me to carry on. And so what happened is I gave up my career mm. because I someone had to be there for the kids and they weren't getting the, their needs met. Yeah. Um, and I was making me feel bad. So, yeah, it's a huge thing. Yeah. I mean, we've gone off topic a little bit because obviously, like... Mm. <laughs> but this just to sort of say, you know, the, the background that this is a real thing and it's a societal yeah. issue. So, and, yeah. and what's happening. And, and again, going back to talking to Clemmy, you know, there was this kind of backlash to mm. this perfect parenting yeah that was like actually let's have a let's Real be honest conversation. <laughs> let's be honest mommy, like, mommy yeah of. if you want me to yeah. like go out and work and I can and I'm capable but you know there is going to be washing still hanging in my bathroom three days later mm. and my kids might eat fish fingers three times a week like and yeah. then you see the back backlash to that in the press was like oh this is slummy mummies and oh my yeah. god they're so terrible yeah but the bad thing about that world and the honest parenting movement, as we've talked about before, mm. was this attachment to numbing out yeah. at the end and of the day with a glass will. of wine. Yeah. And that Thank was you. the solution. It was like, okay, I'll have a gin and tonic because I'm <laughs> overwhelmed. I need to dial it down pronto. You want me to do all this? <laughs> and I'm going to do that. Yeah. And yeah. it was a socially acceptable way of, yeah. of managing that sort of that mm. overwhelm, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so people that are, you know, I've identified it definitely in my own journey and with people I see on, you know, women that we know on, on sober forums, just how much this overwhelm is such a trigger mm. and that inner perfectionist and that taking on too much. And, um, yeah, uh, and, and essentially, I mean, we talked about it, so kind of what's happening at that point is actually you're going into fight flight aren't you you're going into fight flight mode which means that you've got adrenaline uh you've got cortisol flooding you and literally it's like the that it's like putting the emergency brake on with that glass of wine and I just you know I'm like yeah you know that's just my story so I guess exactly what I used to do um and so that we're, we're looking at some strategies, aren't we, about kind of how we've dealt with and how we try to deal with with overwhelm. Yeah. And I think, you know, that whole thing about it can be internal, it can be external. So there's too much to do. Then there's those external messages on a kind of macro societal level, which then we internalise, we repeat and we don't question. So there's that internal stuff about, you know, who's running the show? Is it the inner... You know, the inner meanie, mine being that one that taps her watch all the time, going, come on, come on, let's, come on, you know, time we have got all day, why da 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 And I'm like, oh my God, I'm just 
knackered but the guilt of just kind of sitting down and putting my feet up like that what's nice about putting your me, feet up sounds just awful <laughs> it? yeah you know and and oh i don't know yeah yeah so what can we do about it essentially it's like yeah. you know okay so we have self-soothed with alcohol mm. that was the solution you know like um, and we can identify that it doesn't help because then the next day you're you haven't slept well and you're more impatient. You haven't done the things that you could have done that evening mm. because you just sat down to have one glass of wine and then ended up having more. Um, you know what? What can we do? What strategies can we use? Mm. I mean, my sort of big one, I suppose, and we've talked about it before. Um, is my woman cave, which essentially just means <laughs> going off grid. Like, and we were talking about this before about being highly sensitive people. Mm. And I think if you are, you know, perhaps highly sensitive or introverted, or you know, you're more likely to get overwhelmed or anxious. You're more likely to get overwhelmed uh, more easily, and you're also more likely to drink for that reason. Mm. Um, and so. Social media, um, being social, things like that. Um, it's, you know, being able to sort of say no and take a break, um, which I'm doing at the moment, um, which I love. I have no <laughs> real no desire to go back on social media. Mm. Um, <coughs> um, I suppose it's kind of coming off what's going on in the world as well, mm. sort of taking information break, essentially. I think information break for me is massive. Mm. Um, but it's like when you... <laughs> I really joke now. When you got a phone call, uh, a random phone call from Algeria yeah. today, and you went, oh, it's Algeria. And I went, what, what, what's happening in Algeria? It's because I'm, I'm generally on a news... Fast, I have no idea what's going on. So I was like, no, oh dear. No, but just... look, you know, if something was going on in Algeria, I would have kind of known about it, wouldn't yeah. I? Because you're not on a news fast and you could have told me about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, and I think, um, like, let's talk practical. Yes. <laughs> so, obviously, if you... If, you know, first things first is you sit down <laughs> and you breathe and you make a list, essentially. Yeah. You know, I think if you, for me, when I'm in a in a overwhelmed state, it's because I don't really know what's going on and I don't, I've got too many things going on. Mm. So I sit down and make a list um, and then... Yeah, do you want to talk through the important yeah. urgent matrix? Yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a good talk. I mean, I was going to say, um, what what I tend to do, I think I've mentioned it before, is that when I've made the list, I have to then dial it down by a third consciously, even though my head is going, that's fine, that's fine, I can do that, I can do that. What I am not allowing for is any kind of downtime or feeling that I'm going to be knackered at all. It's like if I was looking at a robot, I'd go, right, in theory, that robot can divide that amount of tasks up and that juggling. But it's not allowing, yeah, any kind of 
like like where's the loo break Mm -hmm. right I've not factored in the loo break or the food or anything like that so I have to dial things down by a third and if I take a third off the list I'm usually in the right a bit more realistic yeah but the urgent important matrix is where is a coaching tool of yeah prior helping you to prioritize um and so firstly you list all the activities and projects you've got to do sort of that day and then you um one to ten you one being the most important sorry least important and ten being the no one being the most important ten being the least you label them with a number so um and how important is that on a scale of one to ten to help you achieve your goals don't think about the urgency at the moment and then what you have to do after you've done all that, you see, you, you draw four boxes on your page and you in the top left, you've got urgent and important. So those are critical activities, crisis, pressing issues, deadlines. On the right hand side, you've got not urgent, but important. So that's important goals, planning, preparation, personal development. And bottom left, urgent, but not important. So those are like interruptions or more interesting activities or distractions and then on the right hand bottom side you have not urgent and not important and that things like that is trivia time wasting and distractions (laughs) (laughs) and so then you look at your activities and you put them in one of those boxes and so obviously the urgent important are going to be the most important thing to do Mm. and then Urgent and not important activities are often activities that prevent you from achieving your goals or completing your work. Ask yourself whether these tasks can be rescheduled or delegated to someone else. Not urgent but important. These activities help you achieve your personal goals and important work but make sure you've got enough time. So don't rush that Mm -hmm. email that's actually really important to that potential boss yeah so that's and that's an important <coughs> but it's not urgent so you make sure you've got time for that that needs to be shelved something else and they're not urgent and not important these are like just a distraction and, and need to be taken off so that hence your social media break for example mm. um yeah so that's just a little way of being able to kind of prioritize if you just look at a list and go oh my god I'm so overwhelmed you will have ones that pop out that have got to be dealt with straight away but which ones can just be left which are or delegated I think or delegated yeah because we were just doing a you know obviously you go back tomorrow so you started making a list for your things to do for Friday Friday so my list said, well, I'd have to get up and be cleaning the kitchen. Then it's the school run. I've got to do the packed lunch. Um, then I, that's my daughter to school. Then I have to take my son to school. And then, oh, I have to take him swimming before school. Then I have to pick him up. We've got the book to write. We need to do another podcast. I've got a coaching client. But the hoovering will definitely need doing and... And oh, I've put the washing up already. And I was looking at and going, oh my god, I just feel absolutely exhausted just looking at that list. So it's like, okay, well, what? So I asked you, yeah. like, okay, so what can you take off the list? Yeah. So what did you say? Um, I cannot do the book that day because mm-hmm. we've done loads here. 
Um, I think that's really important is like recognizing your achievements too like progress that you've made like I think we're always so busy and so sort of on that wheel that we don't stop to go oh but do you know what yes like that's huge I actually did manage to do like yeah yeah you know I I managed Mm. to sort of get everything done that needed doing today we've I've made really good progress yeah you know so it's okay it can wait a couple of days and that's that <laughs> task that we we said oh, this is my favorite ever little coaching tool which is the three things that I've done today and what it says about me mm. so that's the okay I got the dinner on the table but you don't stop there you go and that shows that I'm responsible and I manage my time mm. you know and the same thing I went I walked to the shop instead of kind of jumped in the car well that shows that I'm committed to my health goals and I you know, I took care of myself and got some fresh air. Mm. So, you know, I think what that is really important, that was massively, massively important to me to to learn that, actually, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and delegate the hoovering. You know, again, it's sort of maybe a bit of planning, isn't it? Um, maybe that can wait till Saturday and I can make those the children's chores mm. and tie that in with pocket money and say, okay... So if you, you know, pocket money this week, you need to do the who, who's doing the hoovering and who's washing the car. Mm. So to do those and not be such a gatekeeper. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's like there is those exterior pressures. Okay, someone's going to, oh God, someone's going to walk down and think, you know, (laughs) my kids are out there again, scrubbing (laughs) uh, the windows. (laughs) But there's also that thing is like you want it done well. And that's massive. Like mm. I, I always say to my family, it's like the fact that I have to tell you to empty the dishwasher is as much sort of like fatigue as, yeah. as, me, uh, you know, as me just doing it myself. Like, mm. you know, if, if you ever thought just to do it by yourself, then mm. that would be really helping. But, yeah. you know, I guess you just have to let these things but, go. Yeah, and I think that's the long game. I think that, it's that's a, another thing about... about um, good enough. Is, yeah, it's the pace and mm. good enough. So, actually, you know, something about that sort of inner perfectionism and setting targets that are too big for you or whatever. And I used to... remember I was going to talk about this in terms of sobriety, where I'd go, I'd use that as a rationale to try and moderate rather than try and be sober because I'd be like well good enough equals some wine as opposed to no wine which felt very perfectionist oh interesting that's so that, that goes into that honest parenting thing. yes and I think it does and so when I when looking at the science of happiness I remember one of the lecturers talking about pace and timeline and I realized that actually you know what and I think why can't I dream what big why can't I go for hard things why can't I want to I like I get a rise out of a big goal but what I was doing is I wasn't then breaking it down and being realistic about the timeline Mm. and breaking it down into baby steps all the way through and then tripping up again because I was overwhelmed but it's because I wasn't, like, attending to each sort of step. <laughs> so I think there's something about that, about sort of, yeah, just the pacing of everything. Um, yeah, like, I, I will mm. have clean, really clean windows one day when I manage my time and I can boss my job and I've got help 
and then no but seriously and then yeah and then yeah. you know that if that's a goal for me or you know I get yeah. or they, I teach the kids and they actually learn how to do it properly yeah like it doesn't mean that we've failed because we don't do it today essentially mm. is what you're saying yeah. and that doesn't mean you have to say fuck it and drink wine yeah because it does or just say it's not today. working but it's like well actually it might work <coughs> but maybe we've got a timeline involved and a bit of repetition mm. um involved to get those individuals to then start taking responsibility for those activities as well because mm-hmm. they've got to learn and they've got to well i think this is one of the the so, things that's been really informative to me as as a mother is like how much I've learned through getting sober and learning about emotional intelligence learning Mm -hmm. about um overwhelm and strategizing my time is that it's making me a better parent yeah because it's like I'm not allowing just this kind of snowball Mm -hmm. effect it's like right well stop okay well actually it's really important that you learn to do this or you learn to cook or you you know, it's not but good then, enough, you know. planning that in, if you want them to learn to <coughs> do the dishwasher, it goes back to me to actually seeing that as a task in itself and not just thinking, oh, God, you know, let's just do that and why aren't they doing it? It's like that bit of training your child to do that is a proper task in itself because it will need following up and it will need repetition. Yeah, 100%. So again, okay, that's going to be another half an hour because it's also going to take me 20 minutes to sit down with a cup of tea and a biscuit to get over how pissed off I'm having to say it again. <laughs> so that's another bit of time that's going to have to be factored in. <laughs> so how do you get rest? I mean, rest yeah. is really important. Well, yeah, and how do you get rest and how do you plan it in or diet? You know, I, I mean... I think there's the emergency strategies, aren't they? So if you find yourself in overwhelm, like active overwhelm, fight flight, I'm just going to, you know, i.e. a massive trigger time. What are the strategies for dialing it down? Like my one now, thankfully, because my husband's around, I can get, I can, I just go emergency yoga class and I can often get myself to there but but you know physically removing myself mm. and going just getting out for, for away from people away from noise for a bit yeah I um it sounds really boring but um I have started getting up earlier in the morning mm. and it's actually um you know one thing you feel good that you're sober because that would be really painful <laughs> um if I had a hangover but like and I like watching the sunrise that makes me feel connected um but also I have time like in the morning to just sort of sort the day out yeah and just see what what needs to be done and I have a bit of time to myself Mm. um before everyone gets up so I really like that and I just it comes again to this kind of um good enough yeah parenting it's like just you know sit down and make a list while they watch a bit of TV. Yeah. You know, you're sat with them. Like, how how often do you sit with your kids? Yeah, I on, just on this, I know, get them settled and then go and do tasks. Do stuff, Rather yeah. than... And then you feel really yeah, bad. And, you feel and it's, bad, yeah. you know, and it's like, well, actually, all they really want is your presence and yeah. feel you close to them or whatever, unless they're adolescents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
but at that point when when they are dependent because when they're adolescents you get more time you know because they don't need you as in the same way but yeah to sit down it's like right I can do a list I can do you know um prep cooking I can work out menu list I can think about all those things to help me feel less overwhelmed but I'm still giving them my Mm -hmm. presence as it were (coughs) yeah yeah my other emergency strategy so there's that that sort of yeah slightly tweaking or rejigging your day Mm -hmm. just clicking my pen sorry um to see if there's pockets of time for you um and then yeah that just kind of removing myself from the situation exercise classes it was interesting wasn't it though that we were talking about um if you're in overwhelm you're you're trying to sort of dial it down and so sometimes like a hit class Mm. it might relieve stress so that could be really good for you depending on your physical makeup and what's going on but actually your body wants to come down at that point doesn't it so yeah, I mean, that's essentially what you're doing with alcohol is like a self-soothe, isn't it? So you want something that's quite soothing. So that might yes. be, you know, doing going for a swim or going for a walk. Something or, that's going to trigger some GABA. Yeah. Something which is a neurotransmitter. <coughs> um, yeah. And what else? So we've talked about Woman Cave. We've talked about news fast, social media breaks and planning Gentle forms of exercise. Gentle forms of exercise. And maybe, like, I mean... Letting go of perfectionism. Letting go of perfectionism. And, uh, yeah, the other thing that I was thinking that was would be quite nice is just have a dose of humour in there. Because I think this part of the overwhelm is very constricted and very narrow. And it, it it's totally out of perspective, isn't it? It's mm. like your mind is just, like either like mush or you're incredibly focused on that one thing that has been the straw that has broken the camel's back and it's like but you can't even make a cup of coffee right (laughs) do you know what I mean like that so just that kind of I don't know I keep I keep wanting to watch Laurel and Hardy films you know (laughs) just watch something really stupid like Queer Eye yeah it was making us really laugh today Mm. wasn't it and that, you know, that sort of bit of humour to kind of help you sort of mm. have that perspective and to kind of go, ah, fuck it, rather than hit the fuck it button <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, like it will all work out in the end. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, just sort of thinking back and, and remembering for me, it's getting space. Yeah, it's getting space for me too, really. Yeah, it's just taking, you know, whatever that means. Um, yeah you know, asking for help, asking for the grandparents to come round and look after the kids, you know, yeah. I don't have that uh, privilege, but, um, you know, it'd be nice for some people. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, TV is my yeah. It's my support group. That sounds yeah. terrible, doesn't it? TV is the fellowship. Yeah. But I don't have anyone. Like, I don't have any sort of family you close by. Yeah, but you're in another country normally. Um, yeah. <laughs> but actually, just yeah. to watch the kids while yeah. you, like, just yeah. breathe. 
um, you know, that's probably what. I'm, yeah. And that's okay. Basically, you just, it's just being left alone. <laughs> it sounds so miserable, isn't it? <laughs> that's a great way. No, but it's taking time yeah. to write a list. Yeah. And to get on top of it, I think. Yeah, I find myself want to, wanting to do more and more extreme things like. Like I'm really, really tired, but I want to go and do the Santiago de Compostela pilgrimage because I just want to be alone. <laughs> or I want to kind of so like you want to go and climb the three peaks. Yeah, and that three is peaks like totally because you just want to be left alone for a bit. Yeah. And we're finding ourselves getting more and more extreme. Yeah. So, oh no, no, just write a list. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go into crisis. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I think so, we should leave it there. Yeah. Um, so do you want to talk a bit about Mighty Networks again? Uh, I can, yeah. So Mighty Networks is our online community. It's, um, it's You can um, join through the website. So if you go on www.lovesober.com, it's a community that we set up, which is off other social media, which is clearly a very important point to me that uh, struggles with overwhelm with um, social media interaction and comparison and all those things. So we wanted to set up something that was really just about your wellness journey and your sobriety. So it's women only. It's um, it's in dollars, but it's like works out to be about five pound a month. Um, you can join for a week for free um, and we have women from all over the world and we do weekly meetings where we get together on Zoom. Um, I am planning to be in my pyjamas for the next one yeah, and um, just to sort of check in with each other and have a chat and um, share about our experiences um, on a topic. Uh, we've got some guests coming in to do powerful webinars on subjects uh, like confidence and um, meditation, EFT. Um, we do webinars once a month to mm -hmm. set a topic to discuss. Um, and basically, yeah, it's peer support. That's the main, you know, it's meeting other women that are have had the same experiences than you have um, to share and to cheer each other on. Yeah. So if you're interested, uh, then... Yeah, you can join up on our website. Yeah, yeah, it, that's the easiest, isn't it? Lovesober.com and then go to the Love Sober Life link and then it will just direct you through. It's probably easier than giving lots of different web address. Um, okay, so what is your tip of the day, man? Um, tip of the day is... Um, To take time, just give yourself time to think before you act. Mm, that's quite deep. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Mandy? <laughs> uh, just, um, yeah, I think it's, we make rash decisions and sometimes we don't make the best yeah. decisions because we don't have time to think. And mm. if we just went to look ourselves in the loo and had a moment to breathe, um, I often do this with like conflict resolution with the kids or whatever. Like I just try and remove myself from it. It doesn't always work, but I try and remove myself and just go in the loo. It's my safe space. And, <laughs> um, 
and just sort of breathe and just go okay what's going on here like what you know they're really tired I'm tired I'm sick Mm. okay you know what what yeah what can we just let let go right now yeah um to make this better you know Mm. so there we go that's my tip yeah and you my tip is to remember the mantra or saying this too shall pass or this too will pass which was such an amazing said powerball but incredibly important tool for me Mm. in the early days and then when the going gets tough to remember that um and i think it 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 relates to the overwhelm as well and you know that feeling of being in crisis feeling overwhelmed is that breather and it will pass because it does you you know you might feel shit all day and then you'll go to bed and then it'll be a new day and that happens day in day out day in day out like you can rely on the sun rising you can rely on it getting dark so if you're like early sobriety and you're wondering how to get through the day it's like that I think is Mm. such an important thing it's a way of just yeah it's a real anchor yeah this too shall pass and yeah so that'd be mine very nice yeah reason to love sober reason to love sober ah it's just exciting it's just like (laughs) all the all the sort of um yeah just uh, i don't know look Big plug to Lucy Rocker's clothing brand, wearing the, uh, the the uh, what is it called, a vest top, which I copied from you because you've got it. Yeah. Um, I think it's, the rest is history. Yeah. And it says clear nights <coughs> and beautiful mornings on there. And I just think that sums it up, really. It's like, yeah, clear nights and beautiful mornings, especially beautiful mornings, I have to say, mm. with that thing in mind of, you know, the sun rises, you know. And it's a new day. So, what about you? Um, Gosh. um, I think it's just perspective. Mm. Um, I will see how I'm faring next week, but I'm going on a a girls' weekend um, with some old friends that are like a drink or two, uh, which is fine each to their own um but I obviously don't drink so there's certain amounts of anxiety about how that will be and just feeling maybe I'll be a bit left out and what will yeah just that sort of how how am I going to manage that um but that perspective knowing that yeah well it's if it if it's really doesn't work out for me I don't have to do it again Mm. and I'm sure it will be fine and if it isn't fine then I can just go to bed (laughs) (laughs) that's my perspective (laughs) and then wake up and it will be and and then still pass and you'll have a really really beautiful morning yeah yeah so I don't know it's that perspective (laughs) just like yeah okay you know there's some things more difficult than others but you know I'll just dig in the toolkit and find a way through it doesn't have to be a drama it's not I don't feel overwhelmed by it it's Mm. just like and I think you know in that that sort of if you've been sober for a while you now know that that does that doesn't mean that the whole of your social life is like that and you're never going to have fun again you're never going to connect and that's quite sort of 
like a lot of the fears around the early days, aren't mm. there? That that it's like, okay, this occasion, if this sucks, mm. this means that the whole of my social life is really bad and that I'm never gonna have <coughs> another good time. But because you've clocked up memories and now you can access those memories, yeah, you know, it's it one hundred percent can go either way. Yeah. Like and I obviously we were talking about this earlier, mm. I'm not very well, so my okay. resilience is low. Um mm. so I I'm not like in the best shape kind of thing. But yeah, I've had the best wedding I've ever been to was when I was mm. sober. I had the best time. You know, I've done all nighters like and not slept sober and had an amazing time. So it's very possible. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't have a great time over the summer with drunk people. So I guess I'm a little bit, you know, sensitive. Um mm. But yeah, I ha- I hope for the best. But for sure, I'm sick, so I'm like a bit, as you have seen over the last week, <laughs> I li- hadn't noticed. A little bit grumpy. <laughs> and, um, <coughs> you have to let us know how you like come back and just kind of dissect it for us. Whether I enjoyed the, the um, beans on your the, friends. Whether I enjoyed the the wine. Yeah. What was it? The wine. <laughs> Um, tasting film that they (laughs) yeah sorry I shouldn't laugh about that anyway on that note um, if you are concerned about your drinking immediately concerned about your drinking drink um, not drink aware alcohol change alcohol change sorry about that alcohol change um, has information about local support in your areas lots of support online get in touch with us you can check out them you know the group like we said going through lovesober.com send us an email info at lovesober.com and just reach out I know you're not alone Um, and we'll uh, yeah we'll see you next week for more chat bye bye